0: Hey everybody, it's Norm Ferrar, a.k.a. The Boot Guy here, and welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about AI. And let's see, what are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about how to use AI to become more productive and effective. We're going to be talking about some of the most exciting developments that are happening right now, We're going to be talking about the tools and how to use AI in your day-to-day work. All right, everyone. Welcome to another Lunch with Norm, the e-commerce and Amazon FBA podcast. All right. Welcome, everybody. Today, we're going to be discussing how to use AI to become more productive and effective. Our guest, awesome guest, is CEO of Skill Leap AI. If you haven't heard of it, you will definitely uh, be probably visiting his website right after we get through this. His YouTube channel, Halfinity, has over 200 million views and 750,000 subscribers, augmented by a lively 600,000 strong TikTok audience. Not bad. He owns a production company. Uh, He has expertise in pretty much anything education. And I'm talking about a guy you may or may not have heard of, at Adibis. And I hope, Saj, I just said that right. And if I haven't, please correct me. But first, before we get to Saj, let's get over to our sponsor. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by VAA Philippines. Looking for a high-quality virtual assistant for your business? With the rigorous screening, intensive Amazon and Walmart training, and ongoing professional development, get the peace of mind with skill and motivated virtual assistants for a long-term working relationship hire through VAA today. And now let's get back to the show and enjoy the episode. Let's bring on Saj. There he is. Hey, Norm. How are you, sir? Doing great. How are you? Good. I, you know, just talking with you here, it's, it's almost like I see you so much every week. I see you and I, I think I know you, you know, I know we've had conversations outside of this, but yet you know, you, you, you do something really incredible and that's taking things and breaking them down into bite-sized pieces for people to digest. And I'm one of these guys, I'm an old guy. I don't want to have all this stuff going over my head. And I, I I'm doing this when I really am doing that, <laughs> not knowing anything, but your tutorials on AI, probably the best out there. Well, probably you. the best on the internet. And that's my secret, by the way, everybody. So if you're listening live, uh, that you have something called Leap. It is, first of all, the cheapest platform and probably the best platform for learning anything AI. So even before we get into you and what we're talking about today, can we talk a little bit about Leap? and just some of the modules. Let's just talk about some of the modules that you're producing every week. Sure. Uh, it's
1: kind of a mix of tutorials that are like standalone. So if you only have five minutes, 10 minutes, you could just watch one of those tutorials. Some of those, those I also post on YouTube, but a lot of them are exclusive to Skill Leap. You know, we strip out the ads and all that for that. Yeah. But really the main benefit of Skill Leap is we have entire courses. So for example, the very first course, that you'll see on the platform is called the ultimate guide to ai and that's about 74 75 videos so it's the most comprehensive course that uh took me about three months basically uh maybe from april or so i started putting that together and it covers everything so i started with chat gpt but as more ai tools started coming online there's about 20 or so that i found really really good there's maybe 500 a thousand right but most of them are sort of just not really worth your time. So I was like, okay, what's the best ones that could actually be used in a productive way? So I made that course. And then I started hiring other experts. Uh for example, or Andrew that works with us, he's an amazing graphic designer. He's been doing this for 15 years, really an expert in Photoshop. But when Mid Journey came online, he really dove into Midjourney. So we we have one of the most comprehensive courses on Midjourney. He put together a hundred page PDF that comes with that course. maybe 500 prompts that you could use, copy and paste into MidJourney. And then we started hiring other experts. We had a podcaster, actually. He made anything related to audio. So we have a bunch of courses around the world of audio for content creators and podcasters. Then I, because I'm a business owner, we started making more courses for more advanced prompts, more things about business marketing and things like that. So right now, I think we have about 10 or 11 courses that are complete courses. And then in a uh, total, we have about 350 different tutorials on the platform. And it's a kind of a subscription platform. And I made sure it has a free trial. So people yeah. will go in there, see if they like it. If they don't like it, no problem. You could cancel within the three-day trial. If you like it, then they could pay a monthly subscription. That way they get access to all the updates because it has a community tab. So I make sure any new update that comes with AI, we're usually the first to make the course on it. You are. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to be really fast on that. Photoshop 2024 with all the generative AI tools just came out two days ago. So we're already drafting the course for that uh, to be out in two weeks. So we try to really go through it fast. Uh, and then we started now leveling up to hiring experts at a more advanced level too. So we have some more advanced courses coming online, like using Microsoft Azure and OpenAI to build your own chatbot, for example. It's more advanced. It's not. It's not super beginner friendly. Uh, because you have to build your own server with Microsoft. But that, when I used it, we basically were able to make a chatbot in 30 minutes with our own content. So you could ask any AI relevant question that we're going to add to the website. So basically all that uh, has been in the works since basically the beginning of when ChatGPT came online. I, I really got excited about it. I think I missed the first couple of months, but after that, I really dove in and started working on this and transitioned really a lot
0: of my company and a lot of our, Our resources into AI. So I'm just, if you're listening right now and you've never checked it out, go and check it out. I'm not making anything on it. All I'm telling you is this is my secret weapon to knowledge. And I could tell you right now, I just finished because I was traveling your your episode on Google search. And Mm -hmm. I implemented that uh, just the other day. It was, yeah, it was yesterday. And I was showing my parents the Google search, and it was like, oh my gosh. So I I hooked up Claude, and then you just have to, it shows you Bing and Bart at the same yeah. time. The other one, uh, oh, what was it the other day? Oh, what was the one just before? Anyways, every time you, I look forward to receiving your videos. I go, well, okay, what, is, oh, it was PowerPoint. And I was in the middle of a PowerPoint, and I thought, oh, let's give it a shot. And it's all these things that, uh, that will help you out either save time or just do a better presentation or which, you know, is why we do this podcast to make online sellers better online sellers. Okay. So let's get into some of the, the other things. And Oh, by the way, I forgot to ask, I know what it is, but if you think this is hundreds or thousands of dollars, uh, what is your monthly subscription? Cause I shake my head.
1: No, but the link I give you is uh, $20 a
0: month. It's $20 a month. So go check it out. You're not going to believe it. So, and that's not hype. Uh, it's just one of my favorites. And I know when I contacted you, right? Like I was, I was just like, Oh, celebrity. <laughs> like talking. To you. I don't get, it. I don't get uh, hung up too much when I'm talking to people, but with you, It was so cool. And it was like, oh, please give me a call back. I have a podcast. I got to talk to you. And he did. So I'm glad you contacted me. So let's talk about some exciting developments in AI. What should we be looking for?
1: I mean, it's just going so fast. I literally spend all my time trying to keep up, and I usually just fall behind just because it's so pull oh, so fast. Just this past week, I literally was trying to post something on eBay to sell, an old camera, and then I see the description field has like an AI section. It just came out like two days ago. So I was like, even eBay, literally every little tool that I come across within a few weeks of using it is like, now we're AI. Yeah. I was building a website actually this week, uh, and I use this AI tool called uh, 10Web. And I've used it before and it had nothing to do with AI. And now they transition completely into the AI website builder. And it's incredible. I just was making a little mini course on it this weekend because it's one of the best ways I've seen uh, online to build a WordPress-based website. So the back end of it still is WordPress. But if you've ever made a WordPress website, kind of technical, yeah. this is all AI in the, in the front end of it. And then the end it just installs WordPress. You don't have to even know that it's using WordPress. That's how simple they've made it now. So that was one of the tools that I was going to start basically telling people to use because a lot of people have a hard time these days, even Wix, Squarespace, Shopify, all those people have made it really easy to make website. So I'm sure they're going to roll out AI into it, but 10 web right now for website creation, the way I made skill deep actually. I usually, when I have any kind of idea, I build a landing page and then I test out that idea with my audience to see if people are opting in before I even go that far into it, I I found that to be a better model. That way I could get feedback before building out a business or even a course. And I use this other, uh, platform called Mixo and Mixo, literally you type in a sentence, I think the website is mixo.io, you type in a sentence. And he literally makes you a landing page with all the sections. What? He, he, he even makes you a logo and he comes up with a business name that's actually pretty good. All I did was I typed in uh something like you know, e e-learning platform for teaching people how to use generative AI. That's all I wrote. And he made me a whole website. He had like sections for testimonials, he had a really nice strong header and subheader. header You had like you picked the images, and then I used that. This is maybe when did that come out? Maybe in April I used that. And then I basically put that in my YouTube videos in the description. And then I got some of the people that opted into the website early on into my email list. And the whole thing took me like 10 minutes. It was ridiculous how quickly I built a landing page. Because before, with all the landing pages that I was building before, it was not a five-minute process at all. Yeah. <laughs> so so that was one of the more exciting tools. And I, I don't know if you've seen my course on Pictory AI. Oh yeah, but, but, but pictory is just blowing my mind. So just my background is, is in video production, more high-end B2B, uh, video production, and I always thought there should be something that like, you know, the clients that I can take on as a client, you know, maybe the smaller businesses should have to make videos, videos almost to this day was kind of this like unaffordable thing, right? Cause if you hire me to make a commercial. It's going to be $10,000 plus. We, that's why we work with higher, uh, kind of, you know, bigger clients. But on the lower side, if you're a small business, that's like really steep for you to spend, right? Uh, so Pictory lets you literally turn a text prompt into a video that's not bad. It's not, a, obviously, at the caliber yet of us making the video, but I remember the first time I used it, I got a little bit worried because this is the infancy of AI. And I was like, wow, it's kind of good, Yeah. So I, it's like five months old, right? What, what if five years old or five years from now, am I making videos for businesses anymore, or is everyone using this? So I had some some fear around that, which I've kind of pushed aside because it doesn't help me to be fearful of this technology. It only helps me to use it and utilize it right now. I'm not going to just guess what's going to happen five, ten years yeah. from now. I might as well just use it at the best as I can.
0: Those are some of my favorites right now. We had a we have Vikraman uh from Pictory. What first of all, what an amazing entrepreneur. But his vision of where this is going is nuts. So anybody listening, if you haven't heard Victor um, uh, from he's the CEO of uh Pictory, uh check out that podcast because he, he it was a I, it was one of my favorites. Uh but just it, it's not quite there. I'll give you an example. So we were doing a Walmart presentation right and so we wanted to do this walmart video for the landing page so i thought oh let's use, you know, let's go ahead and use it so i typed it in i'm going wow this video is not bad wow and then all of a sudden i see this drone going down to this big box store and it was costco so i couldn't use it for walmart but it's kind of there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no you, you definitely still require some
1: manual But just the fact that you could click on a picture or a video that is auto selects for you and replace it with your own in two seconds. You know, when I do that, like in our production company, we use Adobe premieres, you know, it's probably the leading video editor, but to do just that takes like a couple of minutes, maybe right. To do that, where in these new tools, it takes seconds. And I always wondered why these tools weren't available, why Because Premiere is like this huge software you got to download. You have to watch like a 20-hour course on it. I mean, they literally taught me that like in film school, how to edit using these like video advanced stuff. So I was like, wow, this is really going to uh, change. It's really going to give people abilities they didn't have really. So a lot of times I was like, okay, I'll think of it a little bit differently. I'll give you an example right now. We're working with a video production uh, client right now. And we wanted to basically have 20 different voices on a three minute marketing video to tell a story from all kinds of like diverse voices perspectives from global, uh, basically voices and accents. Well, to do that before, first of all, it was going to be unaffordable for the client because I had to hire 20 different. So we were just gonna think of that idea. I'm like, okay, well, that's not gonna work. We can't afford it. But what we did was we just use 11 labs, yeah. 11 labs, has some of the most incredible AI voices that you could find. I mean, it's like unparalleled. Pictory has AI voices, but when you use 11 lines, you're like, whoa, these are very human-like. So then we basically, in maybe a few hours, typed in the the script we had, which was AI augmented as well, but we had written that, used AI to really make it good. I'll have a lot of different options for every sentence to kind of compare, right, very quickly. Then we put that into 11 labs, one sentence at a time. We had the 20 different voiceovers, and then we just assembled our video with that. And And it's like such a powerful video because we've done this video before for, for the client with one person, one, one voiceover. But it's about diversity. So having 20 voices from all over the world read this script, right? I was not capable of doing that because the budget didn't allow for that. Right? so it's giving me so many creative abilities now that i just didn't have before in just my line of work right yeah. and in every little piece of work that i do it comes in handy. it comes in any youtube it comes in handy when i'm making facebook ads it comes in handy when i'm just making high end video productions even in the different tools and you know not everything's called ai but like back in the day we were using after effects and will be after effects which is really had me ai tool they just never called it ai but it's really like removing objects from videos which is something is easy with photoshop really hard to do with video so i've been using ai really for like five six years in the creative world because a lot of the creative tools had ai built into it just no one used the word ai for some reason to describe like what these things are doing but now it's like now it's like kind of overboard honestly it's like everything is ai i'm like wow that's just like you know that's just machine learning or that's just people are just amusing the word honestly but but for the most part, I think in just about everything you do, it, it just kind of blows my mind when I talk to someone and I describe to them some of these things. And they're like, yeah, it's not going to work for them. Like I can't use it. You know, like there's no way you can't use it. Do you write emails? Do you ever write emails? Cause if you write emails, you can use AI, right? Do you ever write articles or do you post on social media? If you do, you could use AI, right? And in e-commerce, like everyone's running ads, right? Yeah. All my ads, I just. I just basically use the same framework for all my ads. I have a hook, I have a problem solution, and then I have a call to action. In Facebook, I try to keep that at 15 seconds long, right? Those ads, I've been A-B testing a whole bunch of those ads just to send people to skill lead, for example, just from Facebook ads that are working incredibly well, right? I come up with like, just, just a framework. I give that to or chat GPT, and then I basically give it my website. And, or website copy, and then it comes up with really good ads. I could A-B test really quickly. You know, I'll put a $20 a day budget, A-B test this headline versus this headline. If you see my ads, I didn't write them. You know, I just kind of prompted ChatGPT to kind of come up
0: with different ideas for me, and it did. That's interesting. The, the other thing, like, let's stick on tools for a second. Uh, now, this was added on. I was already using this tool, but Loom, Loom videos. Loom so is great. Right? Yeah. We record everything on Loom. And typically if we had an issue, or not an issue, if we're trying to search, we use hashtags. Well, mm-hmm. that's great. You can still do that. You can still put up uh, you know, a title, but everything is AI. So they'll they'll generate the title, they'll generate the description. And now if you want to search, it searches everything in the video that you're talking about so if you if you have something let's say you want to teach somebody an onboarding process well it's easy to find it's not like you have to go yeah. and try to uh, you know create some sort of file structure it already is there it's beautiful so uh this came out a couple months ago and i'm loving loom more than i've ever loved it
1: yeah. I mean, have you go ahead I've been using Loom for a while because when I hire other people to make YouTube videos for me, we usually use that because a lot of times we do technical training on some software and Loom is just like a really easy tool to capture the screen. But when those AI things started rolling out, I was like, wow, yeah. I don't have to come up with a description at all. And you know what else Loom did that I really like, which Pixary does a similar thing, which when it transcribes the video, when it takes the audio from the video and transcribes it, now i could get non-technical teachers i could hire teachers to create uh, videos for me and they could edit now inside of loom because they just have to edit the text and he edits the video so i, I have that. yeah it's really nice i have a teacher that is using um that's making like microsoft uh, office kind of tutorials for a different youtube channel we have and then i had to you know take that download it from loom give it to someone else I just made a quick tutorial for her to show her exactly how to trim the videos inside of Loom. And he has a full video editor, like underneath the video too. He's just like blade, blade, cut, take sections out. And then he just saves it. And then when I get the video from her, it's ready to post. I don't have to do all of those things. And nobody was able to do that before because then you had to learn editing. Who wants to learn? Ed- nobody wants to learn editing. Right. I've been trying to see people editing forever, but it's, it's a whole different thing people don't have time for, you know.
0: So what are, these are all, and this might be a curveball, but everybody listening is is an e-commerce seller, either directly on e-com or on Amazon or on Walmart. Any tools other than what you've talked about, any other tools that you could recommend that they take a look at? So I don't know any specific
1: tools that, would be good for e-commerce but this is how I, I basically been doing it for myself that i think relates to e-commerce which is right now for example i go to the facebook ads library and i look up ads in my category and i copy and paste those ads into Claude, for example or into chat gpt uh i use chat gpt the plus version just because i feel like if you upgrade you're never gonna go back i've never mm-hmm. been able to use use the free one after pain it's just yeah. far better so then what i do is i just use prompts to analyze the best performing ads so i'll take like copy from seven ads and i'll post it to ChatGPT gpt and i'll say can you analyze these ads give me the top three takeaways from those ads like a prompt like that and it will give me the top three takeaways and then if i like the direction that is going i'll say can you create a book that's similar to those top three takeaways for an ad about and then i'll insert like e-learning platform about learning ai and then you'll come up with that. So a lot of my ads are basically using ChatGPT to learn from other performing ads. And I'm assuming the exact same thing could be used for coming up with the same thing for the title of a product you're posting on Amazon. You just take like, here's the top three best-selling products. You're selling monitors. Here's the top three monitors. You take the whole title, you give it to ChatGPT, have it analyze it for you like what do these have in common what's you know what's three things i could use for mine and then just come up with different versions of it with chat gpt so i know a lot of people want to like you know learn like hundreds of tools but if you really just learn how to turn chat gpt the right way which by the way we have an advanced course coming up in two weeks that is like much much more advanced than any chat gpt course we have now that will go into really Complete prompts that are like half a page and page long that you could copy and paste. That takes a while to kind yeah. of draft out. Uh, but when you do that, you could really come up with incredible things. Imagine you're going on Amazon, you're looking at the top listings, and you're just like using your eyes and like trying to analyze what's going on. It's sort of a waste of time these days where you could just give it to ChatGPT. Tell me what's good about this. Tell me what what I could take away. Summarize I think it. it's- Yeah, summarize it. Same thing with the description of anything that's posted uh in the description section now i do this for youtube all the time i used to i used to basically kind of script out manually by hand right every video i've made i've made maybe 2500 videos in seven years well it's cut my time of the scripting process in half because now i just still kind of bullet points it but have it kind of spell it out for me i'll teach it my writing style too so that's another thing that i use ChatGPT for all the time I give it my writing style, have it analyze it, and then I give it a prompt after that um, to try to write in my writing style. So it's like a two stage prompt. First, I say, here's a writing sample. Don't do anything but analyze it. Let me know what you take away from it. Then my follow up prompt it says, now use that writing style to do this thing. And then I give it the prompt to do this thing. And then that's been helping me with YouTube scripts. But then after I'm done with the script, I just give it back the whole script. And I say, can you write me an SEO friendly YouTube description? And then I could go well beyond just SEO friendly, right? I could turn it into a blog post. And then in the blog post prompt, I say, can you write a blog post that has a H1 heading for the title? Right. My, I have some background in SEO. So I know some of the keywords to use for that. Right. So some of these courses, like I've turned those where you could just copy and paste it. You don't need to know what an H1 heading or H4 heading is, but I'll give it those things the frequency of keywords that I want to use in a 500 word blog, I'll put that in my prompt. Right. So all these things to go from just scraping what's already on the web, it could be on Amazon. It could be a, you, you know, a YouTube, wherever. And then kind of tailor it to be my own without really plagiarizing. I'm not taking like, a copy and pasting what someone right? It's very unique to what I'm writing. Cause I'm given a prompts to kind of tailor the direction that is going. Um, I can't tell you how much time it saved me. It's uh Honestly, in December, when ChatGPT came out, I used it, and I got super depressed. I remember the first day I used it, I thought that was the end of my YouTube channel. And I thought that was the end of my video production company at the same time. I was like, yeah, well, what am I going to do? I wrote, my prompt was like, write me a script about how to like transfer data from an iPhone to an iPhone, but explain it to my grandma. That, That was like the very first prompt I ever wrote to ChatGPT. And the way you just was so creative with it, I was like, Well, there is the end of that. I guess I'll yep. be making it <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and then I like you know, for a couple months I just was using it every day. I'm like, Oh my god, how am I gonna be better better than this? How am I gonna be better than this? But you know, you know, the hype kinda slowed down. So now I'm like, Okay, it's gonna take it's gonna take some time. <laughs> it's, not, it's not gonna take my job tomorrow.
0: You know, one of the things, one of the best things I've ever used this for is, you know, when you go to a virtual summit or if you're, you're watching something or if it gets released the recordings get released, I always find there's a lot of slough in a lot of presentation. Yeah. And so I'll just have the URL, it'll point to it. And I'll just say, summarize. Yeah. And that's not the exact prompt, but it'll yeah. summarize it. And, oh, okay, that's everything I need to know. There's the nugget. Thank you very much. On to the next. I used to have VAs, hired VAs, just to, that was their job, is to listen to training. Oh, yeah. And now, no, it's ChatGPT.
1: Yeah, I had a full-time person. All they did was I would send them my YouTube videos, and they would make uh, blogs out of it, right? They would just, like, transcribe it by hand. So if they had transcription, put it, rewrite it basically. Have like headings and subheadings and bullet points and, and I was like, wait, this is like a two-second job. Like, what what's I mean you gotta get the font right because yes you, initially if you use this is why most people I think give up using Chat GPT after they try it the first time. They use very basic prompt. If you say, like, write me a blog post about generative AI, you're gonna kinda hate what it puts out. That's kind of the problem with the write-off because it's not going to be your style. It's going to be kind of weirdly in promotional language. That doesn't, it doesn't sound very human. It sounds a little spammy, actually, if you give it a little, like a one sentence prompt. but the key is to keep going and really getting the right prompt. And like, one of the best ways I do that is let's say you start with a prompt that says, write me a blog post about whatever, about this LCD monitor I'm trying to sell. It's going to go ahead and write that blog, right? Then all you, let's say you just started with that. You don't know how to use ChatGPT. Then all you have to do is read it and be like, hey, what, why are you writing like this? I don't like the promotional words you're using. And then it's going to rewrite it. Then you still don't like it. You're like, this is way too complicated. Can you like, you know, make it for a fifth grade reading level, eighth grade reading level. It's going to rewrite it again. I've sometimes done this for like 30 minutes with just one sentence revisions. Okay. Add this, do this, do this title. Once I get to the very end of that long conversation with ChatGPT, like if I'm giving feedback to a human, like one word at a time, I'll just say, okay, now we're in the right place. I like your last output. Now give me the prompt that I could use. Next time we start a conversation to end up, to end up here. Then it literally gives me a prompt. I copy and paste it into my, I have a word doc that's just called prompts on my uh, Mac. And then next time I start a ChatGPT conversation, I start with that prompt. And then I don't ever have to do that waste of time, the 30. The thing I've noticed, people do that every single time. They never get to a point where they saying, give me the prompt," so I don't have to do this every single time. And then they get frustrated because they're like, ah, every time I have to tell it to do this, to do this, to do this. Well, no, you only have to really do it one time if you don't know what prompt to start with. And you'll get the perfect prompt that's very tailored to you. It's not a prompt I'm giving you, right? You're crafting it based on all the things you want, and you could go for two hours to
0: get it perfectly dialed in if you want. So I, was, I learned that from you, by the way. Oh, great! Yeah, so I do. I have my, I like, I have a Mac, so it's in my Mac Notes. I have something called prompts, and it's just the different styles, like whatever I'm, whatever I'm doing. You know, another thing that um, I did and we are past the bottom of the hour, but I'm just going to uh, mention this. So one of the things that I found really useful just to get started is I I, I, like I wanted to, uh, what was it? Oh, I was doing some posts and I wanted to make sure it was the right style. So first thing it was, uh, I asked a question, do you know Scott Cunningham from Digital Marketer? They said, yes do you know this TBIF marketing uh, uh, tool? Yes. And then I just started to write the prompt and unbelievable what I got from it. And this is for a client of mine about, uh, and I said, oh, give me 10 options. I can mix match. It was beautiful and it saved me a ton of time and it was bang on. Like I, I was actually, I was with Scott. I should have showed him and said, hey, what do you think of these? <laughs> but uh, But uh, anyways, it's the bottom of the hour and I just want, we have a lot of people on right now. If you're a first time user, uh, we have something called the Wheel of Kelsey and that's up at the top of the hour and that's where we give away a prize every podcast. So if you're interested, hashtag Wheel of Kelsey and that's why if you're a first time listener, you're seeing all these hashtag Wheel of Kelseys in the comments section. So hashtag Wheel of Kelsey, tag two people and you'll get a second entry. Now that prize today, it's awesome. Why don't you tell us what you're gonna give away, Sh, Sajj?
1: Yeah, I put together uh, just a coupon code for three months of skill leap for free. So you could still, uh, everybody could get the free three-day trial, but this is three months that you could get for free with that prize. And
0: I don't know about you, but if you're listening, for the first time, if you've never heard of uh, the 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 uh, app that we're talking about, I would get over and take that three day. If you don't win, that's how I started, and I got hooked. Uh, you had me. I mean, it's so good. And three days, it, you've got a you know a guy that's going to be there forever. And again, it's so inexpensive to join and learn. And if just hearing massages saying today. These small little things I've gone through, you you log into my account. I've gone through your beginner, uh, intermediate and advanced courses, every court, I I try to keep up as much as I can. I didn't know much about mid journey. I knew about it. Wrong prompting. You know, I haven't learned about runaway. Uh, so I noticed that was your partner or one of the other contributors came out with that, but they have, uh, even the plugins, uh code interpreter which is now named advanced code analyzer or something like that all of these things and the one of the things that you showed in code interpreter when it first came out it was how to use it uh like in a table format how to use it for images how to use it and i sat there i said oh my gosh and nobody was talking about it it was so cool but anyways Hashtag Willa Kelsey, take two people, you Grab, uh, you'll grab a second entry. And if you win, you get three months. So how's that? Okay, so let's go to a sponsor. We'll come right back. This episode of Lunch with Norm is sponsored by SureGo Marketing. Ready to take your brand to the next level on TikTok and Instagram? SureGo Marketing specializes in helping entrepreneurs and coaches build profitable brands on TikTok and Instagram and in less than 90 days. With Shergo Marketing, you could build your brand, create incredible video content, and increase leads without spending a single dime on ad spend. Visit ShergoMarketing.com today and elevate your brand. Now let's get back to the show. Okay. So wow. I you know what? We got talking about this. It's already been 40 minutes. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, let me just see. Do you have a cutoff time? Just want to make sure I don't know. Okay, good. All right. Let's talk about, we've talked about prompts. And one of the things that I did know uh, before I took your course, but you do a really good job of this is bringing out what's a single prompt. You know, what's a, a multiple prompt? Like, how do you get it to bring out the best? And let's talk about that because a lot of people think they know how to use your prompt engineering when they know nothing. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about your favorite prompts and how to put them together. You just showed one and that, that last one that you explained, it's a game changer. You save a lot of time doing it, but any others?
1: Yeah. So the way, basically if you're a complete beginner, so we have like a couple of chat GPT for beginners course where he goes through all prompt engineering. The, the problem is the word prompt engineering seems so complex, but it's really just like, how do you type out a sentence that makes sense for this AI to understand in the best possible way? That's it. But when now, I don't know why it's called prompt. It's, it's just like the code interpreter. They quickly change the name to data analyzer. Yeah. Data analysis. Because like code interpreter doesn't make sense to regular people that are trying to use it, right? It makes sense to the developers that are using it to kind of write Python code, but it doesn't make sense to everyone else. So that's the one funny thing about, about OpenAI I noticed. They like release things very quickly. It's a very like a startup mindset and they're like, oh, no, that's not good. Uh, but prompt engineering sort of came from when they were building these AI tools to begin with. So if you go to Playground, which is kind of another version of ChatGPT and the OpenAI website, you'll see more advanced things about how prompt engineering kind of works with the different models. It's, it's just a public page. It's free uh, if you look up uh, OpenAI Playground. It's really interesting. But uh, before I answer your question, there's one more thing that is related to prompts that I like. That yep. right now, it can't happen with ChatGPT because at least today as we're recording this, they turn off web browsing. But before, like right after they released web browsing, this is the best thing I've ever done with ChatGPT. And I think Claude actually is able to do that right now. Um what all you have to do is give it a link to your website. Let's say you're a marketer of some kind and you have a web page. This could work with a Shopify page, for example, too. And then you just say, Can you analyze this website and give me 10 marketing tips to improve it? And that prompt is what I give it. And then I copy the link, literally link to skillleap.ai, the whole page of the website, which is sort of the landing page when people go to the home page maybe half of what you see on the page right now is what came out of that so it told me my sub headline that the headline underneath my headline was uh not benefit oriented enough and then it also said it wasn't clear enough so it gave me like a bunch of options for that then i tested those out i was like okay this is better it gave me options for the heading too like the heading is the first thing you see right it has to be very clear what your thing is about and then I tested out two or three different ones with Facebook ads. I just AB tested different landing pages and also chat GPT one over what I thought was the best headline. And I know my business pretty well, right? I should come up with a better headline than just like a simple prance could give me. Then the really interesting thing was he told me to add an FAQ section. I didn't have one on the homepage, mm-hmm. on that landing page. Mm-hmm. So, and then. It, then you know follow-up prompts i said well what kind of questions do people have in faq i don't know like what should i put there then then he also told me i wasn't uh i didn't have the right stuff in my privacy policy and he also told me to add like a cancellation policy because you are just going to make it really easy mm-hmm. when you have a free trial to have cancellations accessible so make a cancellation policy policy page in the footer of your page it's it, like just recently it, uh, I was working on some. I saved this whole conversation because I was like, I'm gonna do all these things after I did a few. He told me I didn't have enough social proof, um, so I signed up for like one of those rating, you know, rating websites that people could go rate the different courses or the platform of the company. So then I could put that on there. Right? We have almost a thousand people that have signed up, but I I literally haven't reached out. I think you gave me a testimony. I actually oh, like this. That's a, that's right. Prominence on the homepage, but I didn't have a testimonials and it's like not great to not have any of those things. Um, but the fact that I could just use prompting to come up with those by like, given at a landing page, I can't believe I used to hire, you know, expert marketers on like Upwork and I, half the time I would hire someone. I'm like, how did they get this job or how did they get this ranking? So I half the time I was impressed to this day. I still hire freelancers. Like I don't want to have people helping me with Facebook ads that are, I think still better than with what any AI tools could do. Um, but as new AI tools, like for example, I started A-B testing. You know how Facebook has this like tailored campaign where it's sort of like AI based targeting. It just figures out everything for you. And then okay. they have just a regular campaign, right? Where I have to figure out my targeting, ad creative, all like the hundred things you have to A-B test well somehow this just open targeting tailored campaign is working better than what i'm doing with very customized targeting right which doesn't make any sense to me I was like so meta is like at the cutting edge of ai so they could do that right but that's going to rule out to everything everything is just going to work better i think that's ai assisted than what i'm going to be able to do manually and i've I've tested our facebook ads here and there for like five six years and how could Taylor campaign beat me with open targeting? I literally don't tell who I want to show it to and it finds the right people. It's just like, it's just blowing my mind. Uh, but I'll tell you one, one other, uh, I actually have it here on screen because it's one of my favorite ways to prompt. So this is more advanced. Uh, but one of the prompts that I like to use is basically a lot of times i've been using um blog posts as a way to drive traffic right like seo based blog posts and a lot of times i mean i'm more in the video side but a lot of times i turn those videos into blogs so they could actually live on their own so i'll come up with video ideas and blog ideas i usually just start with uh give me 10 seo keywords related to the whatever topic right Uh, in this case it would be related to generative ai And then it would give me the 10 different ideas. And then I I would say, give me uh, highly clickable titles based on these three keywords. So I would take the 10, I would narrow it down to three using my brain, uh, that what I think is more relevant. And then it would then give me the three highly clickable titles. Some of my YouTube ideas are from that search, just a simple search through chat chat GPT. And the only thing I always tell people is like, a B test some things like use Claude, use Bard, and use Chat GPT and A B test these kind of prompts, right? You don't have to just use one uh, versus the other one. Uh, like people A B test Facebook ads till, till, you know, every single week, but they won't A B test prompts or they won't A B test these different language models against each other. Once I get those highly clickable titles, then I give it, this is something that's in the advanced course that's coming up, but I give this really super long prompt where I basically say, I'm going to give you a set of instructions. Don't do anything just yet analyze my instructions. Then I'm going to ask you what I want you to do. And then in that set of instructions, I would say all the things that I need to tell chat GPT to do to write a very SEO friendly and readable blog post. So that's where I say things that we talked about. Like I'm on my int- introduction to have a strong hook for the reader and use one of the keywords from the keywords that I paste. The formatting, I talk about the formatting. So make it really easy to read. Use number, list, and bullet points. Uh, Have optimal spacing. For the body, I would tell it, use H2 and H4 headings and break it up as you see fit. Optimize it for SEO. Italicize keywords. Just bunch of stuff like this. Uh, Writing rule. I say write it in a fifth grade reading level. Use simple words. Explain things in a clear way. Use shorter sentences when possible. Like all, all these I basically use it in this super long prank when I give it that prank, then it writes the blog post is far closer to what I want. Right. Then I could still come up like, Hey, you missed this thing. And then at the end, I usually say, write me 140 character meta description. So then I could put that on the WordPress or whatever website I'm using. I have a really good meta description there. And then I do content remixing after that, which is okay. That's cool. Uh, now give me some LinkedIn posts based on that. Now give me a YouTube description based on that. Now help me re- write a YouTube script. If I started with blog trans transitioning. And it seems like a lot of things I'm doing, but like, once you get into a workflow of it, this, I don't know. I would, I don't want to like over exaggerate how much time it saves me, but it saves me at least a hundred percent. I could be a hundred percent more productive it, yeah. at, at, at the minimum, right? Like people as I say, 10x, you know, but 10x sounds uh, very aggressive. <laughs> but but usually, like I would say, I'm I'm done twice as much this year than last year, I, like for sure, at least. Yeah, you know. So oh, that's, hopefully, those are good.
0: There is, and this is going to be very complicated. So we we, we you know we've talked about single prompt, we talked about these larger prom- prompts to bring it out, but here's something, and. This is more for a book, okay? So, easy, easy peasy to create ebooks. Again, with write the prompts, but going back and I, I think I told you about this when we last talked. I was trying to create a really incredible fictional novel, and I was having problems because I. I it has to relate to everything. So the atmosphere, the settings, the, the, uh, the, uh, every character has to have its own brief, right? Um, so it, it was relating back to every single thing. So there's about 20 elements when you're writing a book and this takes a long time. And it did take me two days to write this. So I'm going back, I'm, I'm seeing this and I'm building the character development. And you could do this with a brand. But at the end of the day, every single time I tried to bring it out uh, and I know what I'm doing onto ChatGPT, it started to fall apart. So it would go chapter one. Oh, wow. This is fantastic. And then it would like, it would would stop at a certain point, continue. Oh, this is fantastic. All right. Now let's get into chapter two where there's the outline. Now it skips the outline and goes down a different path. Is the, oh, please. It'll review. I, I always say, please. I don't know why. But yeah, we can yeah. view outline one, but it'll always go down a different path. Now, yeah. I talked to somebody, they said, you can take these really long documents and like two, three, four, 10 page prompts, very long and put it in and just have it continually refer back. So if you've got a prompt like that, do you have any suggestions Like I'm talking about? Let's say a two page prompt. It's a long one. How do you keep something like that on track? Where it's constantly having to refer back to five or 10 different things. I always
1: find that that doesn't work as well as like a half page prompt. That's why I usually do it in sections where I say, here's a half page prompt. Yeah. And then I follow up after he gives me something. I found that if I give it something really, really long, I mean, it's in the early days, right? It's like less than a year old. So it still does exact, I've tried to do exactly the same thing. And I have, that's why there's no coarser topic on it because I never, with fiction, I still have a hard time, especially with the context window of it being kind of sh- on the short side that you can't write like a, a novel, right? Yeah. It, does, it, it just runs out of uh, things. And I've tried it with different models. Like Facebook has an open source model called Llama 2. It's a large language model like ChatGPT. But it's so much worse. But I tried to use that for a while. Then I was like, Oh, Claude has like a bigger context window, but it's not as creative as chat GPT or the creative mode on being. So then I was like, okay, then I'm stuck with this. So I keep having a hard time with anything creative to get ex- it, to do it. He does that every single time that what you're yep. describing, you kind of, at first you're really impressed and you're yeah, like, what are you doing? This is not the character you just developed. <laughs> it's not some other character and. and I, I'm assuming that's just the kind of like some of the creative limitations which actually it took a huge leap from 3.5 to GPT-4 it was like wildly better but I'm really hoping GPT-5 now is going to really lean in I mean this is this is kind of a problem like the, you know I work with a lot of people in the writer uh, union WGA uh, you know that's the, this is what they're fighting for right they don't want this to take over like everything that a human is doing um so there's maybe they're slowing it down on the creative side to not step on all these people that are writing movies and tv shows maybe Uh, but i haven't found an exact model to do that but similar to what you're doing i'm doing the same thing i wrote a script uh in film school uh a sci-fi movie that it's just like you know to this day it's like a hundred million dollar budget movie i could i can't make anything that's like that movie right but i it's just been sitting in script format for years. But I used Kyber. Kyber is a, a text to video generator tool. And my movie starts with a dream sequence. It's, it's about the Roswell alien crash. It's like a weird sci-fi like abduction story. And it's a dream sequence. So it could look a little goofy, right? Like if you have a dream, maybe things are muddy. Kyber turns text into video, but it's like really kind of still weird. Like there's not enough. Runway does this to the other course we have. But with Kyger, it's, it's a little bit cheaper. So I started using Kaiger And it may be a pretty good like opening sequence as a dream sequence to a movie that I've been sitting on for like 20 years that I had no idea how to pitch because I couldn't afford millions of dollars to like yeah. even make like the opening sequence so i was like okay this is really interesting shot by shot and and it has a storyboard thing where it creates like here's five seconds five seconds five seconds you transition them all I was like now i could kind of pitch this with like a visual you know visual element to kind of uh show someone not just text you know here's the script read it well everybody tries to do that now i could do something nobody's doing uh but it's similar to what you were talking about with chat if trying to write a script they were all not quite there. Like Kyber is cool, but it's like taking me many, many, you know, sometimes 10 different versions of a clip to get anything that I could use. Right. So again, super early. So I was like, okay, in two years, I bet Kyber and one way are going to make some videos that are going to like, Louis, you're it, it happy with mid journey. Look at the, look at the creations today that mid journey makes with oh. images. And look at it one year ago. Unbelievable. Like this now if you use the right prompt in most cases you can't tell that's not a, that's made by ai right you you might think it's a photograph well a year ago it looked completely messed up in every way it could be right so i was like okay midjourney came this far now if runway and Kyber come this far now you're going to introduce a whole world of filmmaking that's never been possible all these people with incredible ideas are never going to be able On the cheap end of filmmaking, a decent cheap, like low, low budget movie is a million dollars, right? You're really under a million dollars. You're not going to make a movie, right? And on on the high budget, you know, the Marvel 200, 300 million dollar budget movies, right? So to give everybody the ability to tell fictional stories they could come up with in a visual format, you know, people are trying to do it with books now. But imagine every story that you ever wanted to tell on the fictional side as a movie that you could do on your own. You know, in like a week's time, using prompts in tools like Runway and Kyber, I, everything is just blowing
0: my mind right now. This is going to shake up society because just think, think along those lines. If you could create your own movie with people that have never existed, what's that going to do to the film? And I'm going down all, again, different rabbit hole, but what's that going to do to, like you said, the writers or the industry itself? You know, it'll, it'll probably stir up a new industry, but it's, it's going to go. And if you, it's not that far away where you're going to be able to create a character based on the three best acting X or the best acting comedians of this genre. And yeah. all of a sudden, there they are. And even the scripts will be written. And I don't know. I think, I think I, right now we need the human touch yeah for sure i don't know when that's gonna stop and i think it will stop i mean if you don't think it's gonna happen it could be five years it could be two years it could be 10 years but it's bound to happen anyways that's a whole other rabbit hole
1: yeah yeah yeah. we're, we're talking about the fictional side of things so i i thought uh I'll talk about Kyber. It's one of my favorites, but it I never makes it into it.
0: conversation. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I just checked it out while you were talking about it. And I got to check it out after the podcast. But let's talk about, so this would be the final question for me. Then we've got a few questions. But day-to-day, how can people just in general use ADA, AI day-to-day? I think the, the
1: way everyone should use it is just to craft better emails. That should be the very first way you use it. Uh, I wouldn't write your emails with AI, but every time now I write my emails so fast, they're full of errors. And I just literally just give it to ChatGPT. And the only prompt I typically use, I just say, fix the following text for grammar yeah. and for spelling. But I don't change the tone or the context. So it still sounds like me yeah. because I'm getting like bombarded with emails, especially from sponsors. And I could tell hundred percent nobody wrote that. or nobody even read that honestly it's just like it's some chat gpt output from a single sentence prompt and they're and i'm not going to respond it just seems like a lazy way to to do business but if you do it the way i do it which is probably the emails i've sent you i've done it's a super easy copy and paste right now i mean i'm inside of the google labs thing google labs has the ai tools inside of gmail now they have it inside of google sheets uh so you could create a lot of stuff just very quickly i just i just finished the video yesterday to make entire tables uh entire agendas entire budgets inside of sheets with a text box uh, that's inside of google labs it's really cool but with emailing i would 100 start there because i don't know anyone that doesn't email like once a day everyone has to email some something yeah. uh, and, and then every time this is the part that takes a little bit of practice and i think that's why ChatGPT had a huge spike and then it slowly had a little decline of people be like, okay, because you tested it out and you're like, no, it's not for me. You have to get through that. Right. It's, it's, it's like going to the gym for a week. You know, it usually I usually give up after a week, you know, it's a, but, but you got to get past a week and then you're like, I can't, I will be so crippled honestly right now, if I don't use chat GPT, um. As like, if I was to pick one tool, that's the one I use more frequently that I rest probably a couple hours a day. But if you took that away from me, I've really kind of built that into my workflow, right? And other tools have like, I can't do my work without Photoshop and Premiere, right? And and Photoshop's made me a lot more productive too. But I would start with email. Then I would start with basic prompts to write whatever your job is, right? Like in e-commerce, it would make a lot of sense to start really getting better titles and descriptions using AI by just really doing the thing I said with the prompt. Start very basic, keep having a conversation with it, and then at the end, ask for that prompt and do it with all the different pieces you need to make you a good store. The other thing, if you if run a Shopify store, um, hopefully the web browser comes back with ChatGPT, run it through ChatGPT, get its feedback. And one of the things we didn't talk about, a lot of times I'll start a prompt by saying, act as my digital marketers. You know, people have seen these act as, and a lot of people think it's not really doing anything. A-B test it. I bet you it's doing a lot more. If you start a prompt with act as whatever, like act as my digital marketer. And if you don't, it's a different result. Like you'll you'll clearly see the the difference if you A-B test it. Sometimes it's going to be the same maybe, but like over time, if you make that your habit of whatever you're trying to do, just say act as, and there's online, there's a list. Like we have a list in a course, like a hundred of them. You could just copy and paste. There's a, there's a webpage on GitHub that has like a hundred different ways for chat GPT to start "act as, Uh, so that's the next way I would do it. And then the, the other thing we talked about is take, take your favorite things, you know, being Facebook ads, being descriptions from something else, being a YouTube transcript, take those Have ChatGPT analyze it, have Claude analyze it, and see what they're doing right. Because those things could give you a brief summary. Like, here's three things they're doing really well. It's going to tell you that. So then the next time you do it, I mean, that's one of the ways, like, I didn't use AI to do this, but one of the ways I had, like, exponential growth on TikTok was just coming up with really good hooks. Well, now ChatGPT just comes up with really good hooks based on the good hooks that i give it based on the ones that have worked for me based on my Damn. niche like okay analyze these what's good about it oh this 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 is good about it okay give me 10 books that are like this then i that's where the human intervention comes in right i looked at the 10 like oh no 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 yes i'll do this you know
0: hey hey somebody
1: left me a nice comment
0: yeah there we go you're a legend <laughs> so yeah, like you said, there are so many different things that you can do. Just try a bit, come back, try a bit, get that prompt right. Uh, even in, in uh, Skill Leap, there Skill Leap. I didn't do it. I'm just yeah, like, no, no right. Skill. I got <laughs> it right. But um, if you go in there, uh, you also have resources. Like you'll be talking in a le- uh, in a uh, in in one of your videos, and you'll say, oh, you know, we'll we'll uh, check our resources. There's a hundred prompts here, or yeah, something yeah. like yeah. that, right? So it's really easy. I know you did that with uh, for example, code interpreter when that yeah, called. the coding interpreter. Yeah, you yeah, your prompts.
1: Yeah, we have just about every course we have, if it's not. Some of the audio courses are too simple, so you don't have to like dial in anything, but for our chat GPT journey, think runway has it, but all of them usually come with a big set of prompts and just resources. I think our ultimate AI course has like 20 different PDFs uh, for each section, because each section is kind of divided up in the, the order of, I the ordering, how I would teach AI, you know, which is starting with the large language models and prompting, and then going more into the visual elements like mid journey and Photoshop and things like that. Uh, and then going into the video creation. I mean, ton of video creation tools we, we didn't talk about, but there's so much in the world of marketing you could do with these video creation tools. Again, not quite there. Right. So you're going to be like, oh, this is not, this doesn't look like me. Like, uh, Synthesia just gave me a license to clone myself in video, right? They said, shoot yourself on green screen. And we're going to make an avatar of me. That looks like you, right? Well, it, it doesn't look hundred percent like me. Right. I mean, that'd be kind of creepy if it, if it did, but it's like, kind of like me but that's everyone forgets that this is like a year old you know it's like making it fun of the first blackberry you know like okay come down it's like everything's gonna be which was clueless
0: <laughs> yeah okay And you're early you know yeah yeah we're early early into this so let's get into a couple of questions and then we'll get over to the wheel
2: Alrighty. righty uh, i also want to just mention uh and I feel like some people might be holding out to see if they're the winner, but we have something for everyone. Uh, it's 20% off, uh, scale leap. I, uh, and you can use this link that I'm just dropping now, um, to check it out. Let so me just save that link, um, for after the wheel. But, uh, our first question is from Tony. Uh, do you have any AI tools for making 3d product pictures or videos? I started using HeyGen, which has Canva integrations.
1: 3D. I don't know anything with 3D. Hey Gen is good. Heygen uh and synthesia are very similar as far as what I've and DID is another one that kind of does similar things, but that's more on the kind of 3D video side. So I've compared those three and I think synthesia still is the winner between HeyGen and DID. Um I think it's a little bit more expensive than the but it's been around like by far the longest. I, I used it like back in like 2008. 19 maybe it's it's one of those tools that's been around uh but for 3d products i i think our mid journey course had this is where this is the course andrew made but i thought in his prompt list i saw something that made things a little bit more 3d or at least he made them pop a little bit more uh but i don't know i'll I'll ask andrew he's more on the graphic side of things um i'll see if he has something
2: okay all right and we have got a two-parter here uh this is from neil uh, there's so much AI talk right now, uh, that it's overwhelming me, uh, since we're just about to launch our first product, I thought I would learn Amazon before AI, but maybe I should use AI to learn Amazon. So this question <laughs> is, how should I use AI to learn Amazon better? How would you go about doing that?
0: Norm, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing oh, with that? There's a variety of different things. First of all, you can go in, copy your, um, uh, your competitor's listings. And find out, you know, what they have, what they're what they're talking about. Analyze it, summarize them, and get the best out of it. That way, there's a lot of AI tools that are working with Amazon right now. Like we had had uh, Zonguru on, and all of them now, you know, have some form of AI. So you could always use that. Like with Zonguru, I know that one probably they're one of the best, one of the best, at least that I know. And they give you a score, so you can use. 10, 15 different uh, competitors. And then you can analyze and see which one of these listings will get you the better sale based on their algorithm. And you can just create a, uh, a, a listing that's better than anybody else. So it has better indexing, that has better keywords. So that's the one thing that you can do. The other thing with, uh, with uh, Amazon is you could play around exactly like you just talked about. How can I make this a better listing? You know, if if you've got if you put in these are my competitors one two three four five you know and you show their bullet points as well and you say analyze each one and tell me how I can uh, uh, how I can have a better listing or this is all like things that you could I'm just saying at the top of my head. But let's say that you wanted to have your main keyword, but you wanted to have your benefit in the title, um, and you wanted to make it sound a bit more engaging. This is where you can get um, uh, you could get uh, uh, AI to come up with a better title using you know two hundred characters or eighty characters. And the the other thing I've never tried this, but there are certain people who have certain ways of putting together. Titles or bullets like Stephen Pope, completely different than Brandon Young. Uh, freedom Ticket from Kevin King. The way that they teach, you might want to say, just like you were saying, act as a digital marketer. I've done this in the past where I've said, like I just told you, um, do you know, uh, do you know, digital marketer? Do you know Scott Cunningham? Do you know? And you could do that the same way. Act as a Amazon seller using, uh, Brendan or, uh, yeah, Brendan Young's title optimization. And I've never done it. I'm just thinking out loud, but that would probably work because it would, as long as they know Brendan Young or Scott, uh, Stephen Pope or Kevin King, they could use what they're doing to build a title or bullets. That might be something. So yeah. and
1: and, And I think, um, just at the very basic level of using AI to learn Amazon, Amazon FBA has been a lot around long enough that ChatGPT actually has enough context to be able to give you answers. So a lot of times, like in the beginner version of ChatGPT, all you really have to do is say, give it context. Just tell it what where you're at. So you can say, I'm a complete beginner. I'm trying to learn Amazon FBA or I'm trying to build a Shopify store, whatever you're trying to do. Can you tell me for an absolute beginner the step-by-step process of starting? So then, sometimes it's gonna do a good job. Sometimes you'll have to use Claude AI because that has more uh, relevant, up-to-date information. That's trained on data that's all the way to 2023. ChatGPT's cut up at 2021 without the any web access. So sometimes I'll go back and forth, and it'll kind of outline for you like how to learn the thing you want to learn. I use it. I've been trying to teach myself Python, and it's basically, uh, I did that same thing. I was like, I'm a complete beginner to Python. I only know whatever, CSS and JavaScript, but I'm trying to learn Python. Give me a step-by-step process on how to learn that. Then the follow-up frame is like, okay, now give me a white size schedule so every day I have 15 minutes of free time. What can I do in that 15 minutes? And then you go back and forth a few times. This is just one of the lessons from one of the uh, GPT courses. Then I'll create myself a course for me, right? Uh, with a schedule, be like, okay, let's do it. and then I would like, okay, I like this. Create me a lesson plan to learn this. And I'll create that 15 minute And then I say, create a quiz to test my comprehension on the topic you just taught me. And I'll do that. So you could do that with anything. I'm assuming you would work with Amazon. I'm more like, you know, all my experience selling online comes not through e commerce, but through building landing pages and selling that way. Uh, but I'm assuming that models should work the same way for just about anything you want to learn.
0: Yeah, and you could always flip over to the other um, uh, uh, other platforms. Like you could try uh, Claude, for example, or Bard, right. or whatever. But um, I, you know what? I saw that in one of your lessons, and now that is actually something that I've taught other people about whatever, but I'm doing that with Python myself. Mm-hmm. When I saw that, I went, Oh man, what a great curriculum. What a great, oh, this is so easy as long as I can stick to that, you know, 30 minutes to an hour a day. Yeah, I'm that's gonna, the hard part. Yeah, but it's like going to the gym, right? But you yeah. can do that with anything. So you see something, it could even be about AI. You know, it could be about anything, but you can learn those little nuggets to get you through. And it, it might only be 15 hour, uh, fifteen minutes a day for a week right. on something. But that, by the way, that was a great tip that you gave in that video. So I I did exactly like you said. Nice. Okay,
2: Kels. All right. So I think that's it for questions. Uh, We can head over to the wheel. uh, If you like her. Well, just before we do that,
0: just to give everybody a reminder, because we got a whack of new listeners uh, listening today. Uh, So if you have not heard of the Wheel of Kelsey at the top of the hour, we give away a prize uh today's prize is awesome if you've heard what saj has been talking about all this ai and all these courses well this is a three month membership into his uh into his uh, course platform called skill leap so uh, anyways if you like what you've heard today and i'm judging by the comments everybody has three month free we've also got uh, it'll be in this is for everybody Uh, I think it's 20% off, which is $20 a month for the, uh, the, uh, for the, uh, product. So if you're interested, hashtag wheel of Kelsey, tag two people, you'll get a second entry. So you only got about 30 seconds. Once this sponsor is done, then we're spinning the wheel and you've never seen it before. So let's get to the sponsor. This episode of lunch with Norm is sponsored by rebate. Attention sellers and brand owners want to reach more shoppers and boost sales? Rebate's platform connects sellers with shoppers seeking great deals on new products. They make it easy to offer promotions, handle rebates, and ensure seamless redemptions. With countless reviews from satisfied customers, Rebate is the go-to solution to increase your sales. Visit Rebate.com today and start reaching more shoppers. Now let's get back to the show. Right, we're back. You're gonna see the wheel, Kelsey. Where are you?
2: All right, so here we go. Here is the wheel of Kelsey. Nice life.
0: It was done all A.I. Wow. We got to whack people today. It's probably one of our biggest wheels. Can't hear you, Celts You can sign. Do
2: some interpretive dance. Sorry. Okay. Am I good now? You're good now. All right. Okay, so uh, we're going to spin this up. If you are the winner, please email me k at lynchwithnorm.com and let's see who today's winner is. Whoever wins is going to love it. You're going to love it. I think that's that's Jason. Jason. All right, Jason. All right, so make sure you email me k at uh, and or you can message me on Facebook and we'll arrange you your prize. And look, if you are interested,
0: it's three days, you get three days free and you can just go through the courses if you like. Um, if you want to, you can add the, uh, the coupon code and get that 20% off again. I'm not, I don't get anything out of it. So, uh, this is just something that Saja's came up with. Okay, sir. So, um, we'll remove you. If you can stay backstage for a second, we'll be back there in two seconds, but you were awesome. You did exactly what I thought you would do, deliver a ton of nuggets for us. I, I hate the word nuggets, but a ton of value for us. And um, I hope you can come back. You know, of course. Thanks for having me. Oh, and by the way, you're going to be one of the contributors to our newsletter, right? Yep. Which is which is going to be awesome. Okay. So I hope you liked today's episode. It was awesome. Saj is Awesome get over to his, uh, check out his website and, uh, you know, try the three day trial.
2: And I also want to they, mention, uh, yeah. Saj, what is the YouTube channel, um, uh, for people that I know the, the YouTube channel is called how affinity H
1: O W finity. Terrible name, but I've had it for seven years
0: and it's staying there. <laughs> All right. And also somebody just asked about the link, um, to the course page and so kels can you put that up there yep no problem all right and i don't know what simon's saying but he's got some sarcastic remark uh <laughs> what is it oh okay sorry sorry i thought are so, uh, you gonna put up simon but anyways thank you everybody for joining us today want more great information don't forget to subscribe by clicking here also If you want to check out our latest podcast, click over here.